You're listening to the Just Wins podcast, where we discuss winners, black bookers, and much more. Enjoy the show. Can he do it? Chautauqua, he's flying. Yes, there's history. But a champion becomes a legend. McCarty Deaver has won it. But the pride of Australia is the greatest show on earth. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Just Wins podcast. We are at podcast number 22 for Saturday, the 26th of September. I'm your host, Just Wins, and as usual, I've got the boys along. Adam, how's your week been, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. And Lee, how are you going? Yeah, very good, thank you, mate. I'm excited to be here. It should be a good episode. That's the way. It's always a good episode when we can get together and have a bit of a chuckle and a and again a banter about everything but i know you're chuckling to your way to the bank after last week again lee <laughs> yeah except the uh the only problem i, I think i told you i was uh, me and ads were actually at a, a bucks party and uh we we're loose on the golf course and unfortunately i wasn't able to back odium and it was the uh only one of my tips i didn't back all day which i'm pretty filthy about so anyway but that's I, I probably that's pretty average that's yeah, pretty average from you. A horrible form for me. I probably should have put down the beers and, and concentrated. But uh, anyway, it wasn't to be. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad some of the followers out there got on and uh, a couple of the um, bet slips I know come through. So yeah, really exciting that we got a, another roughy rule out two in a row. That's it. Two in a row. Yeah, as you were saying, there was a... I, probably, I got a good amount of um, text messages this week or messages from everyone, and I know one of the supporters had 25 each way on it, so he was quite um, he was quite pleased with himself, which is which is great. And and the only thing is, one of our supporters had Garner in his last leg of the multi, Adam. Oh, yes, I had the same problem. Whoever that was, <laughs> it was a that was one of the stinker rides getting around, wasn't it? It was absolutely appalling. Um, stubby holder, if you're listening, mate, give yourself an uppercut. You cost myself and many others a, a big, big uh, windfall there. You just hopeless ride. I looked at the stewards' report, expecting him to get a, a month plus suspension, and he got off scot free. And the horse had pulled up lame, so they've used that as the excuse for the poor yeah. performance, not the fact they carried, they, they travelled an extra furlong than everything else. I did see that. That's that's a stitch up that pulls up Lane, and and it's actually a stitch up that South Australian racing. Like, it, how long did it take? I, I swear I looked at it on Monday afternoon, and there still wasn't a stewards report up. So I don't know whether that was a once off or not, but um, that's something that racing industry need to look at because yeah, it's obviously not great for the the punters and everyone doing our uh, review after it. But apart from that, mate, uh, a theory absolutely brained them. So takes off the milk drinker tag. Yep, she uh, finally finally broke through very impressively. Absolutely smashed them. Had the um, had the race run to suit, which uh, which was obviously uh, good. But yeah, just just a bit too good for those. Yeah, and and probably probably should have been our um, special for the weekend because it did what it should have done. Hey. Yeah. Very. Very good win. She's uh she's flying. She's heading now to the uh the Epsom, and I'd say she'll probably head down to Melbourne. You'd imagine too for the uh the Meyer Classic. She should be riding those types of races. Yeah, absolutely. And Bivouac, you laid off there. Um, I thought he was actually pretty good, but you got him spot on that he wasn't quite up to them first up. And um, we saw a flash and grey come down the outside, which has definitely stamped himself for the Everest in Classic Legend. Do you agree? 
Yeah, he's he's around the mark. I think I've got a got a few ahead of him for sure, but he's definitely in the top four or five, and he's a he's a live chance. And yeah, Bivouac, don't don't jump off him. He um just had the bad gate, and first up, he'll be much better second up. I'd say they'll go to a race like the Premier, uh, which he'll be yeah be very hard to beat. So that'll be a, that'll be a good race that one actually. As the as the final lead up to the Everest. Yeah, absolutely. And you also imaging quite didn't get there, but I guess it was good from us that we were all over very elegant after that first up win and then we talked about it briefly last week and I did say you know oh this looks you know she's two bucks and we all sort of said you know just not sure about in this it's six horse field and um and I know Lee you definitely pointed that out that um the tempo just wasn't going to work in his favor and that's what happened hey Lee yeah mate she um yeah she just sort of didn't really like the way it was run, did she? She never really, um, I guess, get it. I guess got into gear, and um, you know, obviously, Colding sat up outside the lead and um, start of the seas. I think ran second, who uh, who sat in behind that. So, uh, yeah, pretty clear that the temple was against. So, I definitely would not be jumping off her. She's got plenty of winnable races in the future, and uh, I think she'd probably be off to to Melbourne now. But I'm not sure where they go. Yeah, it's a bit of a strange one for you. Liar, can you tell us what happened, mate? <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I shouldn't have been so confident, should I? I should have stuck with the, the milk drinking target. We, we surely weren't able to get two up on the weekend, but, you know, we obviously got a theory up. But, uh, yeah, Liar, she didn't jump at all well and she got buffeted and, she, yeah, it was a horrible watch. But, anyway, that is what it is. Yeah, um, I thought... It was it was over after five meters. As soon as she knuckled down and she was at the back of that pack, yeah, yeah. You, you would have to be a freak to do it. And um, she is not. So yeah. tickets were crumpled after five minutes, but that's what happened. But apart from that, you got uh, Celestial Soul. You uh, laid that. It ran a really strange race. It got pushed back and then came again in all sorts. So I don't know what to make of that. And then in Belmont, you had Indigo Blue got the goods against the short price favourite. And poor old Cliffs of Comfort gets no oh, on the line. Ser- seriously. Oh, yeah. Literally led the whole way apart from the head ball. That's yep. it. Just literally the last – it wouldn't have even been a metre. It would have been yep. literally the last 50 centimetres, something like that. It gets done. Oh, so filthy. But anyway. Yeah, that's all right. You're still it's well crazy. ahead for the day. We're all in profit over the 21 weeks. Um, and if oh, anyone out – if yeah, keep Sorry, going. I was just going to say, I also thought that Ollie absolutely butchered Cascadian. I don't know if you boys watched the ride on, on him, but that was awful. He followed Behemoth up the whole way, and then he he thought he was the smartest man in the world, gone inside about 13 horses. I, like, if he follows, at least run second in that, in my opinion, because it was bolting and had no way. Like, what's he doing? I thought he was in good yeah. form. I think he is, mate. He just doesn't know how to ride that one, and I guess yeah. that's, I guess that's why horses like Cascadian and Superstorm start at those double feed quotes, especially at Caulfield, because yeah, they just got to, they need that ounce of luck, and yeah, you don't get helped by that. But um, in saying that, Benquo, my tip just wasn't wasn't good enough. Probably is Group Two level, I'd say. Ran a good race and just wasn't quite up to that. We should have stuck on Behemoth, uh, even with the big weights, and now he's got an Everest slot. Don't know what to make of that Everest slot, but, yeah, I guess we'll find out in a few weeks. For me, I was um, 
I was pretty I, I ended up even for the day which was helped by Beaufort Park we got on those early odds and um, he was very well backed for the local connections there um, and at the same time the move was dollar 95 out the 220 I think and um, did pretty much what I thought would happen just went too quick and gassed late Kisikano went under I think just up to that I think it went up to an open grade and just over, I think it was 1,200 on the weekend. May have just been its undoing. Um, but she still ran, ran really well and will go for a spell. And if she had got up, then I would have been in profit because Run for Glory won earlier for the multi. Happy Go Plucky ran fourth. Oh, he's just, he's going to be annoying, that bloke. He, he, he runs really well, just doesn't quite get there. And, and then my roughy roulette tone thing was uh, <laughs> was never in it. So uh, that's what you get for back in a forty-one shot. You just yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good by me, but that's just what happens. That's the second time Happy Go Plucky has been well backed and run fourth, hasn't it? Because the, the last time you tipped it, it was twenty-one into nine yeah. dollars or something. Yep, I can't. Yeah, I think he's just going to be that sort of. Um, well, he'll win something one day at those odds, but I think you'll just have to keep outlaying until you get there. But anyways, onwards and upwards for this week. We've got a few of our uh, watch horses from the previous week, so two uh, weekends ago coming around this weekend. We've talked about Liar with our best bet, so we need to um, try and figure out something because we're zero from two there. But anything to follow, guys, from last week? I can't really think of anything, Adam. Oh, just um, just Superstorm. He had he had the same, as as you sort of mentioned briefly there, Blake, he had the same amount of luck as Cascadian. So, yeah, up to a mile in the Turak. Hopefully they find a, a clear path. I think he'll be um, really hard to beat in that. That sounds more like a forgive file, not a, not a follow. No, I'm <laughs> saying I'm, I'm following him next start. That's what I'm saying, mate. He's, um, he, he can win the Turak, I think, that guy. So that's my uh, right. to follow. That's your bold prediction. Lee, um, you'll have about five things we have to follow. No, nothing, mate. As I said, once on the weekend, I um, uh, I only I only watched the, the races that, um, yeah, we're out at golf. So we I only got the opportunity to watch the races that we were on. So, yeah, I didn't, didn't see a whole lot of racing on the weekend, unfortunately. That's all right. I didn't think there was much to follow anyways, but um, we can move into this week. But you have a special announcement for the followers out there, Lee? Yeah, I'm excited, boys. So we obviously put a post up yesterday announcing that we got a bit of a sponsor on board and we got some good stuff in the works. So, yeah, as I said, really exciting. This is a good one, in my opinion, and a brand that I've personally bought from before. In fact, uh, just to let you know, I'm a bit superstitious and uh, this is not a G up, but I've been wearing the black caviar socks from them every Thursday for the last five weeks. And I think that's the only reason why I'm getting any results on the pod. So um, I'll, I'll have to keep wearing those, to be honest. So, Maybe 26 straight. <laughs> we'll see how we go. Uh, hopefully it wouldn't be a bad run. So we've signed on with punted which we're really excited by as i said i'm definitely a customer of them so for those who haven't used them before they sort you out with all the best horse racing apparel with socks stubby coolers and shirts and it's all based on legends of the turf uh, i personally have a bunch of stuff from them but look let's be honest no one cares about that so i'll get onto the cool shit that was set up for you listeners so uh, for the potty they've supplied us with a discount code for everyone so uh, that code is JUSTWINS10, where you receive 10% off their store. We will be putting it up through on the socials throughout this week as well, so keep an eye out for that. But like I said, JUSTWINS10, and that's where you're going to receive 10% off their store. 
They've also given us some fresh merch for some of our comps that we're going to be running. Um, it will kick off this week. And seeing as there is two massive group ones with the Moya and the Golden Rose, we've decided to honour two of the goats of the track and winners of those races as well. We're giving away a Black Caviar and Kingston Town Quinella of Stubby Coolers to one lucky follower. So all you have to do to enter the comp is vote for the winner on our story that we post up Friday on Instagram and Facebook and we'll draw the winner Saturday night for you all. Uh, this week, we're going to ask you to bet on the boys and vote who you think will make the most profit this weekend. Hopefully, it'll give us a good bit of banter, that one. Uh, and, um, yeah, we look forward to, to giving out some good stuff over the coming weeks. But, uh, boys, how good is that? That's uh, great, mate. And awesome. Excellent. And uh, I just want to ask, can we can we bet on ourselves? Is that all right? Uh, yeah, I will be because I, I want the stubbies. I just want the stubbies, so I'll I'll probably back I'll probably back Lee in this week because he's on fire. So I'll see if <laughs> oh, I can no, get it right. Um, and guys out there, it's punt. Uh, what is it? Punted. P U N T with apostrophe D. So that's I think they've gone off the punt. That's why I keep remembering it. But yeah, just wins ten. That's their that's the ten percent off discount code, which is the best you can get for them. I got some good gear. Check them out on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to DM us about it, let us know and um, we can help you out there. But talking about the Group 1 relics of the past or legends of the past would be a better term. Uh, we have got the Golden Rose and the Underwood this week. The boys, we were just talking about it. We really like Rothfire. Is that agreed, Adam? Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'll be having something on Rothfire. Well, you pract- you declared him last week for this, so you got to follow up there. And of course, and Russian Camelot Lee. Yeah, yep. He'll be coming up a little bit later on, and Ooh. yeah, as Adzi, Adzi was very, very confident last week as well. Declared it the greatest horse ever seen on the earth. Uh, <laughs> Did I? How oh, yeah. he was. <laughs> we'll have to uh, roll the tape, eh? And uh, get that quote again. Oh, I yeah. lost the tape. Sorry, mate. Yeah. He was full of confidence last week, Adam. Um, but yeah, that, I think that'll be a popular multi around Australia. I think you'll get what four bucks total. So hopefully the punters can get one over the bookies there. So we turn our attention to the Group One banter for the Moya Stakes on Friday night at the Valley. It's race seven. Lee, is there a bit of rain around there? Yeah, mate. There's expected twenty to thirty mil uh, over Friday and Saturday, and majority of it's coming on on Friday. So. It'll be interesting to see what we get at the Valley. And, um, yeah, hopefully it doesn't play as bad as that track that we got there, I think, about a month ago, uh, where it got abandoned at the end. Uh, that was just awful. So, it'll be, yeah, interesting betting night. I think there's some really good races, but the the rain, there's supposed to be thunderstorms as well. So, most of the rain might come sort of afternoon slash evening. So, it'll make for a very, very interesting card uh, on the night. So, hopefully we can get a couple of winners. Uh, for the Moya... I'm just going to be short and brief. Um, hopefully she handles the wet, but uh, I'm just going to lean towards Fabergino. Uh, I think she's just the fastest horse in the race. She just has to handle the valley for mine to be winning this. So I'm just going to have half a unit on her. As Like I said, I think the valley is just a big unknown, but she should handle it. I just don't want to go too hard. And like I said, with him pending rain, uh, it was really hard to make it. I, I didn't really want to go too hard on anything amiss, but you know, just, like I said, want to be on the faster source. She'll she'll jump out. She'll probably lead or sit outside the leader. And uh, if she runs the times that she has been and runs the way she has been in the past, she'll uh, she can definitely win this. Yeah, and what price are you getting there? Uh, four sixty or four forty. 
Four forty. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Is it going to be a soft six or seven? That's what I'm sort of benching, benchmarking it on. Yeah. I, like I said, it's hard to tell because I think we'll probably start off the day either not in the soft range or uh, you know maybe a soft five or something. It'll get worse from there. So I sort of base it off potentially getting to a soft seven by the time the Moya goes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. No, that's that's, right. that's good. Yeah, that's good enough for me. Um, Adam, what do you think about the race? Yeah, it's a, um, it's a very open race, in my opinion. I could make cases for about 10 in the field, I think. So as, as a result, I thought I'd, I'd look for value. And I think with all the speed engaged, um, I'm going to look for something that will be swooping late, even though that's not the best formula at Mooney Valley. I just think with this race, um, a couple of those out in front, I'll be having some really short strides late. So hopefully can get over the top. And I'm going to make this one my roughy roulette as well as my banter. <laughs> And it's, it's number five. Number five. Lee, Lee won't like this one. He was oh, on last cat. start on Bold Star for uh, Gordon <laughs> Richards and Craig Williams. Uh, he's won at the track and distance, this guy, which is uh, a big, big benefit at Mooney Valley, as we know. Craig Williams has picked this horse over Hanseatic. I was giving Hanseatic half a chance, and I just noticed that he's, um, he's obviously elected to ride Bold Star. So I think that might be a bit of a lead. He was really good first up. Uh, second up. Obviously, was highly fancied, and he ran six, but he's only beaten a length and a half. Ran quite well. Uh, they ran home that race in 32.77, and he got fairly fairly back in the field, so it was always going to be a hard task to run them down when they're running that time out in front. He's got a wide gate. He'll get back, but as I said, with all that speed up in front, hopefully they're, they're all puncturing late out in front, and this guy's flashing over the top and getting the chocolates for me at 26 bucks. So I'll have half a unit each way at that, thanks. Yep, twenty six and six dollars for a sharp form turnaround. He's he's definitely got the ability, so it'll be interesting. I think uh, you boys have sort of set it. Uh, plenty of ra- plenty of rain around. Rail in the true. I'm hoping it doesn't get worse than soft seven because I just want runners similar to Adam that just want to be off the fence there. And I think from history, um, we've only had. I think it's the sixth time it's run over a thousand meters, so can't really get a guide on, you know. Apart from there's a lot of good quality Group One horses that have won this, with the likes of Loving Gabby last year, uh, the year before, and uh, Nature Strip. I think that's right. Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass there, but I'm going for trekking at eight dollars and two dollars seventy for half unit each way. Really hoping that it's uh, soft seven at the worst. With 12 horses in the race this year, possibly even 11, because I've heard that Brooklyn Star is going to come out. In previous years, there's been up to 15, um, and the sweepers haven't been in the game. As you'd expect, there's plenty of speed in front. And over the 1,000 metres, you'd ideally want to be close to the speed. However, with the likes of Pippi likely to lead after dropping out with Heart Murmur's last run, and Fabagino on its outside, um, who's a query in the wet. Sorry, Lee. Um, a, yep. sweeper, a, sweeper, a sweeper may come into play. I like the latest trial of trekking, humming along under its own restraint. And, yeah, would love to put in a really bold showing for a shot at the Everest. So I think at that $8 and $2.70, I can have a little lash at that. So we've all gone around the favourite Bella Vella. I think Bella Vella's obviously a good chance. I just wonder if it gets in a bit of traffic early, but... 
um, we'll find out on the night. I guess from now on, before the lay of the day and Ruffy Roulette, let's go through our tips for each track. Um, Adam, usually start off with you, so we'll do it again. You're at Rose Hill this week. What are you expecting? Yeah, mate, great day of racing, the Golden Rose, one of the great races of the, the spring in Sydney. Good for Thursday morning. Uh, there is a high chance of showers on Friday, and it's going to be cloudy Saturday. So, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a wait and see to what the track turns up at, but I'm saying it's probably only going to be a soft five, soft six at the very worst. Maybe with a bit of luck, we might be even on a good surface. So I don't think it's going to be too bad. I think we can bet with, with confidence with the rail in the true position. And my first bet is going to come up in race three, number 11, Yonkers. We're on last start. We've got to follow up. It was a poor ride last start from the wide gate, and this horse is flying. Um, gets a better gate this week. Draws um, the three gate. Gets a new jockey, Tommy Stockdale, who's just recently uh, relocated up to Sydney. I think he's only had a couple of rides up there, so he'll be really, really hungry to um, to get a winner. Up to 1,900 suits, an extra 100 metres this week. Uh, should settle midfield or a touch better, and with a bit of luck, we'll be in the finish. So I'm going to have a half unit each way on him at $7 and $2.50, I think. That's race three, Yonkers, to do the job for Adzi this week at $7.50, and what was it, $2.30? 7 and $2.50. and $7.50. and $2.50. All right, mate, next one. And, and before we move on to another race, I'm just having a half unit saver on Entente, number nine, for the Waterhouse and Bot Yard with Clark aboard. This is another horse that's flying and ready to win. I just can't let him go without something on. So, um, yeah, half a unit on him at $7. He drops weight. He's on the quick backup. He has drawn wide, so he, but he should glide across from out there and either lead or sit outside the lead and up to a more suitable trip for him, the 1900. He, um, he could definitely give a side out in front. So just half a unit saver on him, please. Yep, little saver at $7. Yeah, 7 dollars something like that, that he, he is. And my next race, next bet in the next race, race four, number three, Love Tap, the favourite for the uh, the Freedman Yard with Nashville Willa to ride. Promising three-year-old, this guy. He's by Tappet, an American sire who's... Um, yeah, he's a, he's a champion sire in, in America. You haven't seen, well, we haven't seen too many of them in Australia. Three from three. He's aimed at the spring champion. I think at the moment he's probably the horse in the box seat for that race where, after we've lost uh, Mwanga, who's uh, heading to the uh, the Caulfield Guineas. He's won his last two by big margins. He's run half-decent time. Last start he ran home in 33 seconds, uh, 33.7 over the 1,500. So that's, that's obviously uh, something that a class horse does. Drawn the inside, they'll push forward. May lead, may let one cross. He'll be up around the mark, though, and hopefully um, he kicks away and, and puts him to the sword. And I'm going to have a unit and a half on him at $2.35. At $2.35, that's your best bet for the day, mate? Yeah, let's make him my best bet. Let's go, that guy, yep. All right, no worries. Any more, mate? Yeah, and I'm just going to back um, in the Golden Rose, a big race. I can't let uh, Rothfire go around. Shame we're not getting $2. So as a result... This bet's going to be top tote because I'm going to tip that we'll get we'll get the two dollars on the day. Obviously, the Queenslander, the star Queenslander, um, brilliant first up. He's going to roll forward. Uh, he'll leave a lead or sit outside yardstick, and I expect him to dash clear and win. Um, so I'll have a unit and a half on him as well. And just on top of that, last start would have or last podcast you would have heard me uh, give a bit of a rap to Global Quest. Said to follow him after that. Great run behind Mwanga over the 1,500 first up. Um, that path that he's gone, 1,500 first up in the uh, Dulcify straight into the Golden Rose is the same path that Waller 
used for the uh, the Autumn Sun when he won the race two years ago. I think what Rothfire would be too good, but I just wouldn't forgive myself if I didn't have something on. So just as a little saver in this race as well, we're going to have a quarter of a unit each way at $26, which I think is big overs. So 26 and 480, I think he is for a quarter of a unit each way. Yep, so that's uh, Rothfire top tote. What do you expect him to get out to though, mate? Not much, mate. I just expect $2. So I don't want to take $1.95. So I'm hopeful I'll uh, get, get $2 on the top tote. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, the Queenslanders all unload on him. He might get out to two bucks. But yeah, you're right. That's probably, I know Rothfire's won over 1,400 uh, Group 1 in Brisbane. But that's probably when you're going up against these upper echelon Sydney horses. That's that's going to be his only downfall, that 1,400. Um, and whether something can get over him that last 50, 20 metres or so. So be interesting to see, but hopefully he gets it done for Heathcote and the team. That's it, mate. Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, I'm really keen for this race. Obviously, it's normally a sire-making race, and the only horse that's a gelding looks like he's just going to win. So uh, that's uh, a bit annoying for the breeders out there. But, uh, yeah, it's good to see the Queenslander, and hopefully we can get one up. Yeah, it's good for the Queenslanders and the Stallion Rothsay, definitely. Lee, you're at Caulfield this week. You talked about the rain hanging around. Um, how many bets are you going to have? Uh, I'm going to have a, a few. I'm not going to ma- have a massive day there, but uh, I'm going to have a few. So um, the rail is out six metres, which usually leans towards on-pace runners for the sprint trip. So it plays pretty fair at the mile and further. So I've done my form based on a, a couple of those things. And then obviously, as we spoke about the rain coming Friday and, and a little bit of rain on Saturday. So I know we'll be playing in a wet track, just not sure how wet. As I said, it's really hard to gauge because of the Friday rain rather than Saturday rain. So um, hopefully Caulfield dries a bit and and we don't get any worse than a seven. But um, like I said, we'll play it by ear. I'm going to go three races in a row for my three bets. So, you know, if you're playing quaddies, you might just go one out, one out, one out, and then field in the last. But anyway, so race six is the first bet, and that's number nine, Savannah Cloud. Uh, at $11 and $3.40. I'm just going to have half a unit each way on him. Going against Cherry Tortoni, as I believe they'll probably, well, I think they'll probably go towards Mooney Valley over the 1600 uh, with him. And I thought he was, he, he was a good chance in this, but I don't think saying at 1400 is the right call. But like I said, I've said before, I'm not the trainer. Um, Savannah Cloud, I think this Colt's first two starts are really good, especially the second he ran to Sense of Honour before he went off for a 10-week spell. He was well-backed on that occasion, ran home well to just miss, and there was a big gap to third. That happened to be on a soft seven as well, which is positive for this weekend. He then resumed on a tight turning Cranbourne track and was brilliant winning by five and a half lengths after sitting three wide the trip. That was also on a soft seven. Uh, over the 1,200 metres in that, he put them away really quickly without really trying, was strong through the line. So the 1,400 definitely suits. He draws perfectly in this to sit just in behind what seems like it could be a moderate tempo. And that would be a big help as all the runners in the market have drawn awkwardly. Good price for a horse with this much talent. So I'll be having a small nibble at him for the 20, at $21 for the Caulfield Guineas as well because I don't think that will last long after this Saturday. Oh, you've heard it there, folks. $21 for the Caulfield Guineas. You're getting $11 for the win here. So best of luck, Lee, there in the quaddy leg. That'll be a great start for him. All right, next race, race seven, number five, Night Raid at $4.40. I'm going to have one unit a win on her. Big fan of this uh, of this filly after her last start. She made it two in a row at that 
point in the, in the Atlantic Jewel Stakes there at Mooney Valley. And I, I mentioned her as a watch horse as well uh, a few weekends ago. She absolutely destroyed them first up by over seven lengths leading the whole way. And that reads well for this with it being on a heavy nine. She then went on to beat some good horses in Aidens Field Odium and Agreeable at the Valley, as I said, three weeks ago, where she took cover, which proves she's versatile, which is a good sign for a horse in just a third start. Definitely ready for 1,400 now, and similar to Santa Banner Cloud, she draws perfectly to be up close to the speed or even leading and proved too good. Yep, that's race seven, night raid at $4.40 for the one unit, the win. And then in the next race, race eight, I think we all know what I'm going here. Number 10, Russian Camelot. Get two bucks about him. So we're going to have two units of win. Uh, no prizes for this, but he'll be winning. So just want to pump up my stat sheet, uh, to be honest. I think he's a genuine superstar. So uh, let's get in him for a couple of units there. Yeah, not much to say there. Apart from um, what, do you, what do you reckon with all this rain around? Do you reckon it'll push his price out a little bit? Maybe I don't. I'm not sure. Uh, he's proven in the wet, from from what I recall, on soft tracks. Uh, yeah, hasn't been on a heavy. So um, I don't know. I think plenty of people, as you sort of spoke about earlier, I think he'll be or he'll be in plenty of multis over the weekend with with Rothfire and probably even Mask Crusader as well. So I um I, I'm sure there'll be plenty of money on it. Right. I just don't know who they back around it. So not sure. Unless the bookies want him out, I'm not, not sure he's going to get out too much further than that $2 mark. Yeah, that's it's probably the only thing I can think of that beats him on the weekend. Um, I know that's a big call for a $2 pop, but yeah, whether just how much rain they get. Uh, and if it gets in that heavy range, I can see a few people just sort of watching. So, But yeah, it yeah. Should, be, should be winning that for sure. All right, mate, just those three. Yeah. Great. We can get on to uh, the Ruffy Roulette and the lay later. Um, I'm at Toowoomba, which is always a great time of year. We're at the Wheatwood this weekend. Uh, a good four rail in the true. There's a bit of breeze around, um, which will stir those two-year-olds up in the Padoche Stakes. Big fields, as usual, this time of year for the tight circuit. So a bit of luck in running is always paramount. Probably a shout out to uh, Troy Pascoe if he's if he's uh, listening out there, our our trainer. It's been it's been a year. Can you believe it, it goes so quick? Uh, Star Adele running running third, city placed um, this time last year in the Wheatwood, uh, not in the Wheatwood, but um, in one of the undercards. So that was a big thrill for us, um, and hopefully he can get one of one of his home later in the event. Um, I think Mashani Bullet's probably his best chance in the last race. For me, I've got, I think I've got four tips, so I'm casting my net. Yeah, it is a big day, actually. As I said, it's it's one of those ones where you need a bit of luck, so, yeah, you can't punt, you know, straight out sort of thing unless you're very, very keen on something. But I'll start with race three, Cattersby, at $5.50 and $2.15 for half a unit each way. He deserves a win, this bloke, after some very consistent runs, um, Last two runs have been excellent in particular. Over the 1,200 at Eagle Farm, jumped and led with Ditmus at a strong speed. Ditmus folded and the two Sydney horses, uh, Desert Lord and Stella Sea Sun, swooped and ran 1-2, beating Cattersby by four lengths. Ditmus then came out and won in Saturday grade the next start. Cattersby's latest run beaten 1.6 lengths by the well-backed The Odyssey. Um, with alligator blood only half a length in front of it. That's strong form for this. Drawn in nine after scratchings, and Toowoomba should suit his grinding style. 
He has the gate speed to ping early and lead or sit one pair back off the rail. So that's race three, Cattersby, uh, half a unit each way at that $5.50 mark. Race seven, um, my best bet for the day is Reckless Choice at $3.50 for one and a half units the win. He has drawn wide, and if Huxtable can find a spot, one off the fence, this bloke will be winning. That's probably... The only thing that's the query, I, I believe. Produced an electric win last start, albeit it was in Wednesday grade over 1,800 metres, but it was very pretty to watch and good for the bank balance. There's a few Waller horses up top and Sir Barnage, Barnabas who exchanged Saturday placings, but I think Timo Day have this guy flying and usually for this meeting they usually bring a small but very strong squad, so expecting him to be winning in race seven. Um, and that's my best bet. We go to the next race. I'm sort of like Lee. I'm going race seven, eight, and nine. I've got race eight in the Wheatwood. I've gone Red Chase at $10 and $3.30 for half a unit each way. I'm going against the locally trained horses, which is pretty much blasphemy down there. And my heart wants Ronnie Galtz to win on I Love Lucy. However, Red Chase just keeps on impressing me. Went enormous last prep, uh, stringing four wins together after they took the blinkers off. First up record isn't brilliant, however, has had two trials into this. And given the quick pace the 1,200 metres will see on Saturday, it should favour him to run on late. Speed map shows him back in the pack, but from the gate, I can't see him getting any worse in midfield, and I think they'll push up. So that's race eight, red chase at $10 for half a unit each way. And then in the last, I'm with the Waller Camp with Voila at $6.50 and $2.40 for half a unit each way. Two starts back, started favourite at Dooman over $13.50 after winning well at the Sunshine Coast. Just put a pen through it, uh, pulled up with issues, and then last run was at Dooman again, ran very well from the tail of the, on that you know really tight track. Um, and there was pedestrian pace up front, which didn't suit. Wasn't particularly clean away out of the barriers that day and usually jumps well and then drifts back, depending on what the jockey wants to do. With the gate on the weekend, I think the jock, uh, it's from barrier two, I think the jock can push a bit closer, sit midfield the fence and have that last dig uh, with that weaving pa passage. So just as a bit of a summary for me, race three, Cattersby at $5.50 each way. Race 7, Reckless Choice is my best bet at $3.50. Race 8, Red Chase at $10 in the Wheatwood each way. And Race 9, Voila, $6.50 for half a unit each way. Lee, what have you got to say about that? Surprise you're uh, taking on Moonshine Lady after it won well for your last start, mate. Uh, it, didn't, it won, but it didn't win well. I, um, I give it a chance for sure. I just didn't think it wasn't the quickest time of the day. That day, um, I think I think we just got in there luckily, which was which was good for us. But I think it was from memory, it was a seven horse field as well. This is a bit different, but I think it'll yeah. run well for the team. And um, yeah, we'll just see how we go. But um, yeah, I'm just trying to catch my breath now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what about cabaret, mate? What's your? Uh, I think yeah. it's not my lay of the day, but I think it'll get beat. To be honest, it's got. It's got, I'm uh, just trying to think off the top of my head, it's got front bar plates or something like that, uh, which sort of says to me 
the good track probably won't suit. It's only had three starts, so it might be a bit shin sore. I don't know. I'm just talk. I just that's just my experience. Um, yep. The the Costa Stable could have something completely different. I actually like Magic Conquer in that race, but couldn't give it out as a tip. But um, it'll probably win now because I haven't. And then you've got like the Actuary down south. Um, I think it's one of the one of the bottom weights, which will give it a shake as well. And then the two local runners, which will which will be close. So. Yeah, I just couldn't give it out this week. It's a very good horse, but um, yeah, just those things against it. Couldn't give it as a lay of the day, but we'll see what happens. Thanks again, boys, for that. Guys, if you want a summary out there, or just give me a yell and I can flick that to you. If not, um, $30 a month for a subscription. We've been going all right. Last Wednesday, I gave back a unit, but the weeks before that were three out of three and two from two in the tips on Wednesdays. And I think we, we give one around every now and then. So it's, um, yeah, we, we're going quite well. So get on board if you haven't. I think we can get into lay of the day. What? Did we just start a new segment? Yup. You want to go lay some favorites in the podcast? Yup. Lay of the day, Adam, at Rose Hill. Um, what are you thinking? Yeah, I have found one that I think can get beaten, race eight. The favourite, Hortbury on her for Waller and J-Mac. Obviously, she looks top class, this mare. Um, she was very, very good first up from a long spell. But I just think she's way too short at 240 in this. She's drawn a terrible gate. She's out in 15. She's going to have a lot of work to do to get across from there. And there is some good speed, um, obviously, drawn inside her. She's also second up off a very long break. As I said, she had almost a year off between uh, her previous run before her first up run, and we know that that uh, sometimes uh, brings un- brings them undone. So I'm going to take her on at the 240. I hope we can get a beat. All right, $2.40, and as Lee would usually say, second up syndrome. That's the one. Fingers crossed. Yeah, um, yeah, it's one of those things with um, she ran just blistering times for her win, but um, yeah, that gate and that, it's, it, that's what the bookies will be playing on. So that's race eight, Hortbury on her at $2.40. Lee, what have you got for us? Are you at Caulfield? Yeah, I am. I found it really hard to to find a lay because there's a few big fields and then obviously the, the favourite, like Russian Camelot, you can't take that on, obviously, but it, there's a couple of other, I thought, they're really good chances of winning. So... What I've landed on is in the first race, number two, How Romantic at $3.10. I understand this mayor loves to win, but I'm not, like I said, not super confident laying anything else on Saturday. And I feel she has a chance of getting beaten. She only just fell in last start, and there should be a bit more pressure on her this. And I think this is a deeper field as well. She had barrier two in that first up win uh, also, and she's drawn awkwardly outside uh, on Saturday. And, um, I just feel she might not be able to get get out and dictate and, and cross for the speed. She also has the only apprentice on in this race, so there's a chance that he gets outridden by the more experienced riders. She's also improved in the wet, and some of these have improved performers in the wet. So for those reasons, I want to be against her. Yep, good good analysis there. Race one at Caulfield, how romantic or womantic at $3.10. I'm at Toowoomba, race six, La Palmiere at $2.90. Good horse this, um, but similar to the lay last week with the move, I'm taking on the apprentice jockey again. Sorry, Georgina, I have to do it to you. She's on a new track here at Toowoomba from a wide gate. 
and the horse is carrying 58 kilos. I think there's enough speed and quality inside of her, you know, that can run over La Palmier late if it can get that lead. Um, but I'm, I'm sort of assuming it'll try and go to the front at all costs, you know, and gas out at the end. And hopefully a roughie gets up and we can get to that in the next episode. So that's race six, La Palmier at $2.90. Adzi, you've already given us your roughie for the weekend in Bold Star in race seven. Lee, what have you got, mate? Um, oh, for roughie roulette, I meant. Roughie roulette. Is a very dangerous game, not for the faint of heart. Let us begin. We uh, can hear yeah. the jingle, see? Yeah, no, all good, mate. No, so, yeah, look, race three at Caulfield, number 14, Irish Flame at $27 and $7.50. Just hoping Mick Walker can back up for me again, uh, like last week, with a, a roughie at Caulfield. I think this looks a good race with plenty of chances, but I feel those at the top of market have some question marks around them. Uh, and this six-year-old gelding has just slid under the radar a bit. His three starts in Australia have been good enough to win this. First up, he was just beaten by better horses, especially over 1,400. Then went to Mooney Valley on a disgraceful track, and after that race, the card got abandoned. Then two weeks ago at 101, he was really strong in a good race at Flemington. On that occasion, he sat second behind a good tempo and finished just one and a half lengths off the chosen one with Django Freeman and Aristia filling the places. Um, that's really good form for benchmark 85 and my benchmark 84 in my opinion, where he gets in with the same weight. Out to 2,000 meters is a big plus in my eyes, as he was out sprinting at the top of the straight last start, but was really coming again on the line. He gets treated well with the draw and should sit one or two bears back off what should be a solid enough tempo. And the X key will absolutely love the impending rain, as all his wins and placings come on wet ground. That eight goes on dry ground for duck eggs. So really happy to back him at that price. Yeah, he looks to be the wet runner there. I'm in, obviously, Toowoomba. As I talked about earlier, uh, La Palmier was my lay of the day. Um, should kick forward and produce plenty of speed and hopefully something inside of it can um, sort of keep it out. Um, my roughy roulette is in the same race, Mick the Hat, at $27 and $7.50 for Half a unit each way. I think we'll see some deductions um, when the emergencies come out, but should still be over that 20 bucks. Black booked him off his last run before he went for a spell. He jumped on terms from the wide gate at Caloundra and steadily made ground down the outside, beaten 3.8 litres by the great boom Bino. First up in this on Saturday from a long spell. Probably would have preferred Wednesday grade to start with. However, has drawn barrier one and has a very strong first-up record. Is If the pace is on earlier, as we said, he can weave a passage and finish strong for the Sears yard. So that's race six at Toowoomba, Mick the Hat. And for Lee, race three at Caulfield, Irish Flame at $27. And Adam earlier on Friday night, Valley, race seven, Bold Star at $26. All right, guys, that's Ruffy Roulette for this week. I guess we're zero from two in our specials so far, so hasn't been a great start for us. Not good for the podcast and the promotion of it. What are we going with this week? Because we've got Adam with Love Tap. It's an excellent name by the name. 
at uh, at two dollars thirty five, we've gone. What's Lee's? What's Lee gone? Russian Camelot, or yeah, yeah. It must be Russian Camelot. And then mine at Reckless Choice. I think we just go Russian Camelot. Yeah, just get to, one, get one up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just to get the pot. Just just to get the pot away for once. Yeah, yeah. all good, guys. As usual. Yeah, give us a yell for any of your bookie needs. Playups always there for you, and we can get you some good deals. Have we missed? Oh, around the grounds, of course. I keep missing something every week. I miss something. I've got such a long list, <laughs> and I miss something. Lee, have you got anything around the grounds? Absolutely, mate. Silly question. <laughs> yep. All right, silly very question. Silly. Big day in Belmont, so I'm uh, I'm keen to back three in Belmont. Actually, so oh, of course. Fire up, mate. I'm going to start us off in race one, number six, pro-rated at $12 and $3.80. Just want to have half a unit each way on him. Maidens on a Saturday aren't usually where I lean to, but I think I've found some value with his four-year-old gelding. He's only had the one start, so they have been patient with him, and they gener- that generally means they have something under the hood. First start at Northern, he was $9.50 into 6 bucks, but just got caught out three wide the trip, and it was only beaten three links in the end. And tried hard, but just a tough run told late. This is a similar race, but if this, he will get the opportunity to come across and lead. We'll slot him to a good spot on speed, as there is no real tactical speed engaged. McGrady sticks, and the race experience can only help his cause. He looks over, so I'm keen to have a small play. All right, that's race one, pro-rated at $12. Yeah, and then two good bets and really good bets in my opinion. Uh, race six, number four, come right back at four dollars twenty. And dollar seventy five, I want to have one by two units each way on him. I think he's a really nice progressive horse, and I think he can have a really good crack at him on Saturday. First up, he was good when finished uh, fourth by half a length over fourteen hundred meters. That was the first time he's finished out of a place in his career, and on that occasion, they raced him midfield, which isn't his usual pattern. Out to 1,600 metres, good draw, gun hoop, and a lack of real tempo, one up front. Should see him slide across and lead this from start to finish to really start progressing through his grades now. Just taking him each way for a bit of insurance as Chatter Session looks a good horse too. That's come right back in race six at $4.20. Yeah, and then race eight, number four, the stakes race over there. I'm going to back Vital Silver at $4.40 for one unit the win. I thought he would have opened up shorter in this, but I'm glad he didn't. He looks perfectly placed in this under the set weight and penalties conditions. Um, after a tough run in the William Reed in March, he was sent for a spell and resumed here last start over the unsuitable 1,000 metres with 62 kilos on his back. He was fractious in the barriers and over-raced on that occasion, giving himself absolutely no chance, but still ran a really good third and was coming on the line again. The step out to 1,200 metres now is a big plus and drawn beautifully to do no work just in behind the speed. He also has incredible second up form, winning three from five with two minor placings. And as mentioned earlier, the set weights and penalties does him wonders with him only having to give a maximum of three and a half kilos to the bottom weight. Also, those seconds in last year's winter bottom Manicato read really well for this. Yep, that's race eight, vital silver at $4.40 for the big grey. Thanks very much, Lee. No worries, mate. You boys got right. anything? Uh, I don't. Adam? Uh, one quick one in, in Morfittville. Race three, number four, Talamo for Michael Hickmott and Jess Eaton, former New Zealander. This one, it's only uh, lightly raced. I think it's third start on Saturday. This horse is actually by Furlax, and I haven't seen too many uh, Furlaxes around. He um, 
he won an Australian Guineas at least five years ago. Yeah, I haven't seen too many of his around, but this is one of the first ones I've I've noticed. And this is a uh, yeah decent horse. He's only only won his maiden, but he, he absolutely bolted in his maiden in his first start in Australia. Uh, won by four lengths at uh, Murray Bridge a month ago. He is. With this trainer, I, I just must say, Michael Hickmont, I should have probably mentioned in my to-follow segment earlier, he is absolutely on fire. Um, he does have three runners in this, but this one looks the pick of it. He's striking at something like 42%. I think he's got nearly a 300% return on investment, which is, is hard to be hard to beat by anyone in, in the country, I'd say. It's about as good as you get. This horse will be up on speed, and yeah, Hickmont horses, for whatever reason, I don't want to suggest anything, but they're very, they're very hard very hard to run down. Um, and this guy will go forward, uh, just flying two kilo claim two kilo claim and yeah good luck getting past it so i'll have a unit to win at uh three dollars sixty it's a freight train the hickmont group uh it's not going to get caught three wide this week is it adzi well it might no no i'm hopeful that the favorite gets caught three wide with uh the jockey he's got aboard that's my uh my hope there the favorite <laughs> the number one so you can we saw subby holder can can get me one back and have that one four wide facing the breeze for no reason yeah, right. That's that's Telomo in race three at three dollars sixty four. One unit, the win. I tell oh, you what, what is 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 Adzi becoming the Adelaide expert very quickly, or what? Uh, well, if Garner gets rolled every week, then no. But um, <laughs> if if he can get this up, then yeah, he's 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 well back. He's, he's the only one that's providing him down south at the moment. I did get a winner or two there. I at least got one winner that in the lever a few weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, only, you're, you're only as good as your last. You're only as good as your last bet, though, Adzi. Oh, you chat to Stubby about that one, mate. <laughs> not me. <laughs> hey, I can't talk. I'm not going as good as you at the moment. Thanks, guys. Um, that was great. As we were talking talking about earlier, have a look at Punted. Check them out. We're really happy to have them on board. And hope you guys are stoked too and use that discount code JUSTWINS10. Adam, anything for the followers? No, good luck, guys. Get amongst it. Hopefully we have a, have a great day at the office. Get amongst it. Lee, the same from you. Yeah, get amongst it. Big weekend of racing and big weekend of sports. So very, uh, very keen. Obviously get some winners in the process. Yep, same thoughts from me. I'm very much looking forward to uh, us three boys getting together in a few weeks at the Caulfield Cup for Punters Club. But until then, um, as we always say with Just Wins, when you win, we win. So thanks very much for listening. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, share and get involved in the comments. Best of luck and happy punting. Can he do it? Chautauqua, he's flying. Yes, there's history. But a champion becomes a legend. But the pride of Australia is the greatest show on earth.